0: thank you very much we're dealing with various kinds of technological um, excitement so hold on just one moment here we come (laughs) <laughs> Here we are. I'd like to look to you look with you today at seven characteristics of effective servants of God. From today's readings we can detect an outline. Sorry, hold on a From today's readings, we can detect an outline of what it takes to be an effective servant of God. I find seven characteristics for all of us to discover and in which to invest our lives. Just one moment, let me take care of some difficulties here. I want to share these with you, but not your admiration certainly not for your entertainment instead i'm sharing these with you to stimulate your hope and for your commitment i say for your hope because all of these characteristics are well within your reach and i say for your commitment because if you do not reach for these qualities you will never grasp them and take ownership of them And that would be a shame. I'm sure none of us wants to be ineffective in the service of God. And besides, improving one's act is one of life's greatest satisfactions. Jeremiah, the prophet, put it this way. Blessed are those who trust in Adonai and have made Adonai their hope and confidence they are like trees planted along a riverbank, with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. Have we stopped bearing fruit? Have we started to bear fruit? Are we bearing fruit now? These are good questions. Questions we should be asking and answering. It is for this we were created. After all, using the metaphor of a vine instead of a tree, Yeshua said, this is how my father is glorified in your bearing much fruit. This is how you will prove to be my Talmidim. And if you want to know what fruit is, it is whatever resembles the character of Yeshua, the Messiah, mirroring his relationship with the Father and embodying his life in the Spirit. So let's look together at the question, what does it take to be an effective servant of God? Plant these deep in the soil of your heart and marvel and what grows from them. So here we go. Humility. From the example of Moshe, we learn that humility is a key quality of an effective servant of God. Now this man Moshe was very humble, more so than anyone on earth, Bamidbar, Numbers 12.3. What is humility? It is character-driven restraint exercised by people who appreciate their gifts and attainments, but who refuse to think themselves better than others or to treat them as less than themselves. Humility appreciates its power, its access, its privileges while maintaining respect for all others. Then cultivating intimacy with God, sorry, just a moment, cultivating intimacy with God is a second quality. In our Torah passage, we read God's comment about Moshe. With him, I speak face to face and clearly not in riddles. He sees the image of Adonai. Of course, not all of us can be Moshe but we can aspire to this characteristic, intimacy with God. We ought to treasure intimacy with God. We ought to seek it and make room for it. This reminds me of Torah's statement about Joshua, who was to succeed Moses in leading Israel. Joshua saw Moses' intimacy with God, and he wanted it for himself. Exodus chapter 33, verse 11, makes this clear for us. Arunai would speak to Moshe face to face as a man speaks to his friend. Then he would return to the camp, and the young man who was his assistant, Yehoshua, the son of Nun, never left the inside of the tent. Why? He was cultivating his intimacy with God, and we should do the same thing. Let's go on. Empowerment by the Ruach. When Moshe was overwhelmed with the magnitude of his responsibilities, Adonai took of the spirit that was on him and distributed among 70 elders of Israel. Moshe was endued with the spirit of God and manifested the spirit's influence in his life. We should aspire to nothing less. Moses would insist on that for us. We know this because after Adonai distributed Moses' spirit onto the 70 elders, we read this. There were two men who stayed in the camp, one named Eldad and the other Midad, and the spirit came to rest on them. They were among those listed to go out to the tent, but they hadn't done so, and they prophesied in the camp. A young man ran and told Moshe, El Dada, are prophesying in the camp. Yoshua, the son of Nun, who from his youth up had been Moses' assistant, answered, My Lord, Moshe, stop them. But Moshe replied, Are you so zealous to protect me? I wish all of Adonai's people were prophets. I wish Adonai would put his spirit on all of them. Yeshua answered that wish of Moses on the Apostolic Shavuot, when Kepha, that is, Peter, told us that the Spirit was poured out. Here is part of what he said. Adonai says, In the last days, I will pour out from my Spirit upon everyone. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my slaves, both men and women will I pour out from my spirit in those days. And they will prophesy. Men of Israel, listen to this. Yeshua from the Tzaret was a man demonstrated to you to have been from God by his powerful works, miracles, and signs that God performed through him in your presence. You yourselves know this. This man was arrested in accordance with God's predetermined plan and foreknowledge, and through the agency of persons not bound by the Torah. You nailed him up on a stake and killed him. But God has raised him up and freed him from the suffering of death. It was impossible that death could keep its hold on him. God raised up this Yeshua and we are all witnesses of it. Moreover, he has been exalted to the right hand of God, has received from the Father what he promised, namely the Ruach HaKodesh, and has poured out this gift. The outpoured spirit is a gift for all of Yeshua's people to receive, regardless of gender, age, or class. The question is are we exploring the potentialities of this gift are we seeking to be co-conspirators with the spirit in our time and context we should all be doing this moses said i wish all of adonai's people were prophets i wish adonai would put his spirit on all of them well he has. Let's live our lives always seeking to be aware and available to the Spirit's giftings and promptings. And we find this emphasis underscored for us in today's Haftarah, where we read of the spiritual work of Zerubbabel, the governor, and Yehoshua, the high priest, that this would not be accomplished in mere human strength. Instead, we read this, this is the word of Adonai to to Zerubbabel, not by force, or not by might, and not by power, but by my spirit, says Adonai Zerubbabel. What are you, you big mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you will become a plain, and he will put the capstone in place, as everyone shouts, it's beautiful, beautiful. And this brings us To a fourth characteristic of effective servants of god following the spirit where he leads at the end of bamidbar numbers chapter 9 we read a repetitive chronicle of how the israelites did not move except in response to the leading of the spirit here is what it says now listen to this it's very repetitive And that's a purpose for that. On the day the tabernacle was put up, the cloud covered the tabernacle. That is, the tent of testimony. And in the evening, over the tabernacle was what appeared to be fire, which remained until morning. So the cloud always covered it, and it looked like fire by night. Whenever the cloud was taken up from above the tent, the people of Israel continued their travels. And they camped wherever the cloud stopped. At the order of Adonai, the people of Israel traveled. At the order of Adonai, they camped. And as long as the cloud stayed over the tabernacle, they stayed in camp. Even when the cloud remained on the tabernacle for a long time, the people of Israel did what Adonai had charged them to do and did not travel. Sometimes the cloud was a few days over the tabernacle. According to Adonai's order, they remained in camp. And according to Adonai's order, they traveled. Sometimes the cloud was there only from evening until morning. So that when the cloud was taken up in the morning, they traveled. Or even if it continued (laughs) up both day and night, when the cloud was up, they traveled. Whether it was two days, a month, or a year that the cloud remained over the tabernacle, staying on it, the people of Israel remained in camp and did not travel. But as soon as it was taken up, they traveled. At Adonai's order, they camped. And at Adonai's order, they traveled. They did what Adonai had charged them to do through Moshe. I believe Torah is careful to state all of this with maddening redundancy in order to make this point. The Israelites did nothing and went nowhere without following the leading of God. The same should be said of us as servants of God. We must learn to discern and to follow the leading of the Ruach Kodesh. God does lead us, but generally in subtle ways. You have to pay attention are we doing that we should and we must and we go on from a new covenant reading we get our fifth characteristic of the effective servant of god persistent prayerfulness in his parable of the persistent widow in luke 18 yeshua encourages us to always be in prayer that god might meet our needs we should not quit early and not quit at all, but rather persist, knowing that God is not reluctant to respond. God does not usually answer immediately, but he loves to be honored by how his people trust him, even in the dark, trusting him to come through eventually, even if he does not do so right now. The leaders whom God uses are people who know what it is to pray to persist in doing so we come now to our sixth characteristic recognizable consecration to god in our torah reading i'm going to sit down for a moment because my back is killing me today in our torah reading we learn of how moshe installed the levites in their service to god and to the people the Levites weren't secret servants of God. No, their status was obvious. The Torah tells us, Adonai said to Moshe, take the Levim from among the people of Israel and cleanse them. Here is how you are to cleanse them. Sprinkle the purification water on them. Have them shave their whole body with a razor, and have them wash their clothes, and cleanse themselves. They became hairless wonders in the midst of Israel, easily spotted. You are to present the Leviim in front of the tent of meeting, and assemble the entire community of the people of Israel. You will present the Leviim before Adonai. The people of Israel will lay their hands on the Leviim, and Aaron will offer the Leviim before Adonai as a wave offering from the people of Israel so that they may do Adonai's sacrifice. The Leviim will lay their hands on the heads of the bulls. The one you will offer as a sin offering, the other as a burnt offering to Adonai to make atonement for the Leviim. You ought to place the Leviim before Aaron and his sons and offer them as a wave offering to Adonai. In this way, you will separate the Leviim from the people of Israel and the Leviim will all belong to me. That's very involved. And people didn't have to guess who was the Levite. They were very public. Notice this last reference. In this way, you will separate the Leviim from the people of Israel and the Leviim will belong to me. This is a perfect definition of what we mean by consecration or sanctification. To be separated from something, cut out of the herd, so to speak, and to be separated to, that is, to belong to Adonai in a special way. Effective servants of God are identifiable. There is something about their life that shows them to be separated from and separated to, that these are people who belong to God in a special way. There should be something about us that marks us as servants of God. If people cannot tell, then something is wrong. And finally, again, in our New Covenant reading, from Luke's Besorah, we read about receiving the kingdom. Yeshua tells us, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will not enter it at all. Receiving the kingdom means receiving the authority of God over our lives. Being wholeheartedly submitted servants of the king. Yeshua tells us we should do like a little child. Children are characterized by their innocent trust. If we would be servants of God, we should walk in trustful submission to his authority. He is the king, we are his servants. We must follow him, following where he leads, doing what he says in the power of the spirit. So in conclusion, I want you to look at this diagram, summarizing the seven characteristics we examined today. You will no doubt notice that Yeshua perfectly embodied these characteristics in his own life. Seven characteristics of effective servants of God, starting at 12 noon there, humility, intimacy with God, empowerment, following the leading of the spirit, prayerfulness, persistent prayerfulness, um, apparent consecration, receiving the kingdom, always being in the process of being trusting and receiving the authority of god over our lives it's not a once for all thing and if if we will do these things we will more greatly resemble yeshua and enter into that quality of life that uh, we all desire so with that i'm going to uh 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 stop now i i'm not sure that you can see me on the screen now because my screen is going funny but i'm assuming you can and uh we are going to go now